Hey listeners, before we begin, I'd like to apologize in advance for my mic's audio quality. I was in another location and did what I could. I hope this won't impact your listening experience. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Friends on Film, a Flying Phoenix production. This week, romance is in the air. But not between Teddy and Michael, don't get that confused. No, this week, romance is in the air of the movies as those stories plunge Cupid's arrow right into the hearts of audiences around the world. Yes, that's right. It's time to talk about their favorite Valentine's Day movies. Now sit back, relax, and fall in love with this auditory experience. friends welcome to friends on film the podcast i am teddy and joining me today on this very very lovely day can you tell i have sarcasm there is michael hello hello friends i didn't know if you were going to introduce me or not but we're you know we're, we're doing this well, <laughs> we are totally prepared for today oh yeah <laughs> beautiful yes. what have you been up to today well, um, well, I worked both of my jobs, which was great, and I'm uh, prepping for my trip that is coming up, which I'm very excited for. Um, totally not prepared on that either, honestly. It's just going to be kind of a, we'll figure it out on the way, you know? So it should definitely be interesting. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I've been a total nerd during the freeze this week um, because James Gunn okay. announced the slate for the DCU. And to the point Ooh. that I have been going out and getting the comics uh, that he is recommending to read for this slate. Um, I'll talk more about that as the future comes along. But all I can say, mm-hmm. y'all, is I'm so excited because it's James Gunn is one of my favorite filmmakers working today. And DC is one of my mm-hmm. favorite properties of all time. So the it's okay. like third. I, I'd say out of the three uh, from third second first it's um dc marvel and star wars so for the idea of one of my favorite filmmakers handling dc just oh oh i'm so excited for that and i'm that's not today's topic but i will tell you that some point mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it because it is so freaking exciting and yes i will give him all of the you know what for putting marvel second don't you even worry about it I know you're putting that as a you-know-what, mm. but keep in mind that Star Wars and Marvel are a very close second. Oh, but but to DC? Really? DC. To DC. Oh, DC in third. I mean, DC has, I, in my opinion, some of the best characters and stories you can do. It's God's becoming human. That's such a fascinating Fair. thing. And also, when I think comics, I think, I think Superman and Batman. So. Mm. Fair. See, I was thinking the movies, like, how they are now, I wasn't thinking comics, because you are the comic person in this duo. I am not. So, okay, you know what? I I can respect Well, that. and there are those but movies, like, the original films, Superman, like, mm. the original Superman, the original Batman. I mean, they kicked off everything. Oh. And... Yeah. I mean, Man of Steel. Ugh. Man of Steel is great. Beautiful. I was more talking about the Christopher Reeve Superman in the 1970s. Just oh, yeah. Chef's Kiss masterpiece. Ooh. That is the definition of a comic book movie, right there. I love it so much. <laughs> Fair. We're getting way off topic, anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get any more off topic, we're going to return, reel it back a little bit to today's enchanting topics. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at friends on film to, uh, 2023. Wow. English 2023, uh, for more stuff behind the scenes. I definitely want to do a lot more behind the scenes work. Um, so we'll definitely be getting that up soon. Actually, if you hopefully. go on Instagram, you'll be able to see what my booth re- uh, usually looks like and you'll see what my booth looks like right Ooh. now. 
Yay. Okay. I see you. Man, I'm really going to have to hop on it. I got you. Don't even worry about it. Um, but you can also follow us individually at living the dream. Catch me all underscored. Uh, that's mine. And Michael's is Michael didn't believe in Insta, which I think is to this day hilarious. Um, and if you like what you hear, then do us a favor and tell a friend, share it with them. You know, I share it with my mom every week. I'm not kidding. Literally, I make her listen to the whole hour to hour and a half podcast <laughs> um, just because I can. <laughs> my mom tells me so she yeah. listens to it at work. So, uh, hi, mom. No way. <laughs> I love that. That's adorable. Oh, my goodness. Pause for dramatic jazz music. Um, where's that music coming from? What is that? Friends. We all have those special moments in our life with those special people we experience those moments with teddy um quick question what are you doing oh i'm just getting the mood right uh okay well is this this the tone we want to go with i mean it seems a little bit i mean i thought it was good okay uh, (laughs) i mean whatever you feel comfortable with i guess well okay why don't you try it then huh oh okay um Let's get intimate together and discuss those movies that make us feel oh so right. Those movies that make us burn with desire. Those movies that make us want to shove a up the Make us want to just grab a pull the hair and just make us cheer with excitement as we're screaming for mercy and the pleasure of Jeez, Michael, 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 stop! Sorry, sorry, was that too much? Oh my god! Yeah, let let me just take over here, okay? Oh, jeez. Those movies that make us want to, you know, feel over ourselves, get all nice, warm, and you know, just really get a feeling. Those little. Oh. Okay, this is getting weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is going to be us looking at a list. I pulled up on Google. Yes, I did. Of the 43 best Valentine's Day movies that you should be watching in 2023. We're probably going to skip over a couple of them um, because either me or Michael haven't seen them yet. um, And probably won't ever see them because they're cringe. I know specifically one that I will never watch again. And we're just going to give our opinions. Oh, no. Is it another kissing move? Yeah. Okay, you know what? The first one was actually pretty good. I liked the first kissing booth. It was the second one that I was like, but why is she going back to the toxic man? Like, they didn't solve any of their issues. She just went right back to him. What are you trying to show, like, today's kids? It basically negated the first the one altogether. No way. Well, think about it. If they're, the second if she, one or the third one? Well, the second one. Like, if they're going, if she's going back and going through the same exact conflict that she went through in the first movie, did they even learn anything from the first? Did the first even need to happen? I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It especially pissed me off because, like, for that movie specifically, it was that movie and then the After Series. The After Series did the exact same thing where they set it up so that the two main characters have a conflict and the whole movie they have this conflict but slowly this newer character comes in for the female and like turns into like the perfect person for this female like they actually take care of her they actually like care about what she's thinking they're all perfect and they're about to like start making it official and then all of a sudden in the last like 10 minutes of the movie they switch and the girl looks at the the old boy and it's just perfect i'm like what what in huh? the fan fiction? They, they that's didn't not talk well any of their feelings out. Exactly. Like, they didn't talk about anything. Nothing was solved. Nothing was like their characters didn't have an arc whatsoever. They didn't realize anything. They just fell back into how they were in the beginning. I'm like, my screenwriter brain and my girl brain are in pain right now. What and the as fuck somebody are who does uh, like to partake in very nice, wholesome fanfic, it's weird to me that. Because I have read great fanfic that was, like, great storytelling, and I'm just like, when people are like, what in the fanfic? I'm like, no, 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 what in the bad fanfic is that? That's what I like to say. Exactly! What are are some of the ones that we should be watching this year? 
the ones we should be watching, I actually just recently watched this year, is uh, Notting Hill. Hmm. I have not I seen that. I absolutely love it. Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, you haven't watched it? Nope. It's on Amazon Prime. Absolutely loved it. Literally fell in love with it. It's about, like, this... Um, like famous woman Julia Roberts, who just so happens to on a trip to London run into this guy who's um working and he owns like a uh, a travel bookstore, and it's just their whole story together, and it is absolutely beautiful. It's so realistic. It's not like the stereotypical like oh they meet then they fall in love and then something happens and then they go back to each other. No, it's like a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. It was made in 1999. Definitely recommend. Uh, Valentine's Day. If you haven't seen this, I hate you. Okay, <laughs> and I'm only half kidding on that. <laughs> Have you seen it? Okay, do you not hate me I'm anymore? I'm staring at you in the camera lens. Huh? Do you not hate me anymore? No. I'm staring right at you in this camera lens, sir. I can see you. I'm filled How with shame. Give, I, I shall leave now. How? <laughs> well, anyway, Valentine's Day is... It's a really cute movie. It's actually what I'm basing my current script that I'm writing right now. It's modern-day Valentine's Day. And literally all of the like the characters, like how the characters interact is the same. Um, how the central location for everything is, or in Valentine's Day, it was a flower shop. Um, it has that same kind of like theme and everything, all of like the different ins and outs of characters. The cast is fully stacked. It was made in 2010. And I just, I have nothing but good things to say about this movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it for their own various reasons, but I probably watch it at least five times a year because it's just, it's mwah, chef's kiss. It's beautiful. Anyway, All right, on to the next movie, The Princess Bride. Oh, okay, good. This is a movie mm-hmm. I have seen. <gasps> How rude. <laughs> I just came back. I mean, you said you hated me, so I walked out. And I mean, I don't know what else was I supposed to do? <laughs> the fact that I didn't even notice you had walked out is beyond me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> The Princess Bride. The oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, The Princess Bride. I don't consider that a Valentine's Day movie. I it is a great movie. Thousand percent. The second I see that man saying "as you wish," I mean, uh, it's all over. Terry uh, Ellis's voice, honestly, is just butter. Uh, is British butter spread over marmalade toast and just a beautiful, beautiful voice. I love this performance, yeah. but. I also love to quote this movie. I mean, just so good. Never, never bet with a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Dies. Oh my god. No. I'm I storm in the castle. I, I'm in love with it. <laughs> I definitely, you know what? I might have to go and watch that tonight. Oh, absolutely. I, if you have it, it, so you know? it's free on YouTube. Quibi did a special Ooh. anniversary production where everyone filmed it during quarantine, uh-huh. where different actors Ooh. were just taking their phones and going out and recording scenes and just doing oh moments. Like at one, and so in the same scene, Rain Wilson might be playing a role, and the very next moment, it's Patton Oswalt. Like they just each play different. It's just various actors. I think the funniest one. Uh, who is Joe Jonas's wife? Uh, I'm trying oh, to... I have no idea. Well, basically, Joe Jonas and his culture. wife, Joe Jonas and his wife, do uh-huh. one scene as um, as uh, the as uh, the main characters, except he's the woman and she's the man in the scene. And it is okay. You're definitely gonna have to send me a link to that. I would. Oh, it's free on YouTube. To totally that. great. I mean, you have just some sweet moments, some funny moments, and everybody uh-huh. just. It's so fun to watch because you can tell everybody is having a blast just endlessly quoting the movie. And it is one of the best ways to watch that movie this year. But nothing is going to beat Carrie Ellis and Robin Wright just being, having gorgeous chemistry. Mandy Patinkin just in that, being that role was so good. You seem like a decent Mm -hmm. fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem like a decent fellow. I hate to die. Just... Oh. oh my gosh, the dialogue for this movie is what I consider perfect dialogue. 
and mm. is and ever since the word so great i love the love story they tell and the whole fact that mm-hmm. it's all through a narrative device of a grandfather reading it to his grandson when he's sick just it yeah. tugs at your heartstrings mm-hmm. and at the end when he says grandpa can you come back tomorrow and read it and he just ends it with as you wish and uh, i love this movie it's so freaking good it doesn't get enough credit for its production mm-hmm. design either like it is it doesn't it get it is so gorgeously the set design the costume design everything about the production design is perfect in this movie because it makes yeah. you believe absolutely the reality of this fantasy world but again it's still fantasy so you can totally believe yeah. and buy it and it's so so good and oh my gosh my mom actually mm-hmm. hates this movie too she really does <laughs> not like it and it's funny because uh, my dad loves this movie. Oh, yeah. No, I'm in love with this movie. My favorite quote of all time. I have a sticker of it on my laptop that I'm using right now. My name is Anigo Montoya. You give my father. Prepare to die. Ah, yes. It was just, it was beautiful. The side character stories were like fully thought out and everything. And I was just like, ah, chef's kiss. Take all my money. Here. Does anybody want yours. a peanut? Take it. Ah! yes yes i love it ah! i hope this podcast but... is enjoyable for everybody of just us sitting around quoting princess bride and saying production design doesn't get enough credit like i hope y'all find yeah. that entertaining pretty much yeah well transitioning to a more modern day movie is crazy rich asians aka where i saw my future <laughs> wife Gemma chan i have a lot of future wives Oh my goodness, she, yes, she's gorgeous. I loved to see her on the big screen because she was such a small actor, like, years ago, and then she got on Fresh on the Boat as the wife, which was amazing. Um, I loved seeing her in that role. I've loved her for years, she honestly. She was phenomenal Just in Eternals. Just, like, every character she's played. Exactly. And then to see her on the big screen, I was just like... It was like Austin Butler with Elvis. I just loved his progression as an actor, and I loved to see him and her on the big screen. It was it made my little childhood heart happy. Crazy Rich it was Asians like, oh my god, I've been there has, since the beginning seeing you. Crazy Rich Asians also just has this beautiful, beautiful story that mm-hmm. really does feel in it very much is engaging in every sense of the word because it's a very simple mm-hmm. story. And the way they tell it, the way that they have the performances, I even love the portrayal of masculinity in this film. Because very mm-hmm. clearly, Nick is having trouble, so what does his best friend do while they're at his bachelor party? They go off, they go off alone, and he talks to him about it. Just the most per- one of the most pristine ways. I, I think, aside from Lord of the Rings, Crazy Rich Asians just does a great job of portraying uh, positive masculinity in just beautiful, beautiful Aww. ways. And yeah, I think also Michelle Yeoh's performance. Michelle Yeoh is one of my favorite actors. I am most likely gunning for her to win the Oscar this year for everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. But her performance oh, yeah. in this mm-hmm. movie, oh my gosh. Like, what she does so well is you absolutely understand where she is coming from and what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that opening scene, yeah. you see who she is and why she is the way she is. And... And the final, one of the, the, towards the end, the final scene that she has in the diner, uh, when Gemma Chan's mother comes to visit and help her out, just, oh my gosh, it's just top notch. The only thing I wish we got in this movie is I wanted the two mothers to talk. That is the yeah. one thing I would have at, I would have begged John M. Chu to do. Yeah, no. I I mean, when it came out, I heard mixed reviews on it, honestly. I couldn't I couldn't really put my finger on it cuz some people said it was really really good. I haven't seen it personally because like people that I was close to said they didn't really like it, so I never watched it. Unfortunate. I think the review I heard was that there was a toxic or something toxic, like a toxic relationship or it just showed um too much of like one of the care like lead characters being too dependent on their family and like the family being in control of the relationship too much and it just it didn't blend well for some people 
and well, that's the whole narrative the of personal the movie life there. relation. That's what I think is exactly, really powerful. Yeah. Is that that's the whole arc of the movie, and people. It, it's always funny when mm-hmm. I hear reviews like that because I remember they got mixed reviews as well. But when a movie is getting mixed reviews, I go and see it just so because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let's see what I'm seeing. And I am convinced those critics only watched mm-hmm. the first two, first and second act, act of the movie because the third act brings it full circle, yeah. and everything you see, you're like, that's toxic. They bring it back around, and they don't shy away from it about all types mm-hmm. of relationships. And I think that's what's yeah. so powerful about that movie. And on top of that, it yeah. is gorgeously shot. The cinematography of this movie is just stunning. And Beautiful. the editing okay. the editing of this movie, just I love the way it's edited, the way that they'll do show not tell through scenes there is entire sequences in this movie where there is no dis- no talking and they will just have mm-hmm. and the whole story progresses and you can clearly tell what's going on okay it is okay. A, such a beautiful movie and i really love it i th- and also because the movie was as major of a success as it was something like everything mm-hmm. everywhere all at once got made and yeah yeah, what I also I found crazy. So Kwei Kwan, who's probably going to win the Oscar this year for Everything Everywhere All at Once, he was a child actor, uh-huh. and he said that he decided to go to film school and stop acting for a bit because there was just no roles for Asian men. And when he saw if, oh. when he saw Crazy Rich Asians, he said, "You know what? I think I want to get back into acting. I think it's time." And now yeah. he's a front runner for the Oscar this year. And that's that's where I have to say, yeah, I got mixed reactions and mixed reviews, and I can see where both sides Mm -hmm. are coming from. But I think we cannot deny the impact this movie had on people and what it said we need to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, so grateful it was as big of a hit as it was. Oh, that's good. That's really cool. Mm -mm. Well, moving down our list, we have 2018's Love, Simon. Please tell me you've seen this one. I have. Thank God. I thought it was adorable. I loved it because not only did we get to see um, the girl who played... Oh, sorry, my allergies are kicking in now. Um, Not only did we get to see the girl who played in 13 Reasons Why in a new role, which I was really fond of. I really liked that for her because she went on to do a like a... Uh, Viking thriller TV series on Netflix right after that as well. So it was really cool to see her like progress from 13 Reasons and not just get that like stuck role. Um, and to see her doing well because I can only imagine the mental state that she had to go through to put on that show. Oh god, I couldn't even imagine. But I also just really loved the twist at the end. I'm not going to say any more about the twist because spoiler alerts, but I did not expect it. And it was definitely more of a move like more of a plot line than I expected a lot more than just like a rom-com kind of pulled out your heartstrings a little bit I liked it I really enjoyed it honestly yeah so the first time I saw this movie I was that's fair well the first time I saw this movie I was like I I was very tired when I was watching it and I was with a group of friends and I Uh just and I I thought okay maybe it was just tired that I thought it was just all right and Mm-hmm. But then I try to watch it again a second time and, you know, it just, I, I don't know what it is. I can say on a technical level on a lot of things and I know it has a lot of meaning to people. So this is just me personally mm-hmm. saying, I just find it all right. I found it okay. Nothing great, uh-huh. nothing great, but nothing bad. I just, I found it to be yeah. okay. I do like the, as you said, actors playing against type. There were some very clever things they did, but I just found it to be an mm-hmm. all right movie. I thought. Okay, if people Same. enjoy this, I can see why. It's just not my thing. Yeah, fair. Okay, then what about To All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before? I have not seen this. Ugh, I recommend it only because, and this was one of the movies that, like, I liked the first movie, but I didn't really like the second, and I have not, I've yet to watch the first, or the third, because it was a book adaptation, and I was in love with the books. Like, I am talking, like, would read it once a year. The whole series, once a year. Loved those books. And I really like what they did with the first movie. But again, it just, it went downhill. It's on Netflix. I recommend going to go watch it, at least the first movie. Um, 
But yeah, no, it it kind of went downhill after that. The actors are phenomenal. I will say it was mainly just because of how they changed the book to fit the second movie. That was like my biggest critique on it. Um, but you know, that's most things with book adaptation movies. Anyway, we're going to keep chugging along. Uh, have you seen Bridget Jones' Diary? I have not. No. Oh my god, it's another Hugh Grant movie. And it has Kev, like Kevin Firth, Renee uh, Zellweger. I hope I said Renee Zellweger. Right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Colin Firth Thank and you. Renee Zellweger. Yep. Yeah, no, I've seen it once. And honestly, it was a really cute movie. I feel like it's one of those like classic like love story movies that you kind of just like go and watch out of habit. So I think it was pretty good. Uh, doesn't say where you can stream it. Um, but I definitely recommend it. Okay, and now for the basic of all basic movies that I watched once and will never ever in my whole entire freaking life watch again. The Notebook. Never watching it again. There is so much Hmm. wrong with this movie. But my biggest pet peeve about this movie personally, and I will get into Mm -hmm. it now, I have said it before in the show, and I will say it again. This is not how you use James Marsden, people. Marsden, like, for her to say, he's so boring. It's James Marsden. I mean, this guy keeps getting the nice guy that, you know, might not be right for the person. Oh, shut up. He is this amazing actor. And you look at those cheekbones. I'm saying this is a comfortably straight man. You look at those cheekbones and that <laughs> smile and those eyes and you're going to tell me, he's boring. I'm going to go for the bad boy, Ryan Gosling. Oh, hush. Just okay. shut up for like five minutes. Can we stop? Can we put James Marsden as the lead in something for once? He got screwed over and disenchanted again recently. And I'm just like, oh my God. Heck, he plays mm. the same role in freaking X-Men and he's Cyclops in X-Men and they write him the same exact way. No. And I'm just, I'm so oh, that's unfortunate. annoyed. And on top of other than just the ma- many problems of this movie, let me just say this. If Ryan Gosling was not hot, everything he would have done to get her attention in this movie would have been seen as creepy and stalkerish. Just, oh, oh my gosh. And I mean, low-key, you're not wrong. And the ending of this movie infuriates me because the big issue with the ending the only reason I have any emotion to it is because I know people who have gone through Alzheimer's. And if any emotion is just thinking about those people, it is nothing this movie is doing. I am sorry I'm ranting on this, but really? The Notebook is so not good. And it's a shame because it is a beautifully shot movie. The actors very clearly oh. have a lot of chemistry, but so much of it mm-hmm. is play- is incredibly toxic and creepy. And it's played off as romantic. And no, just every sense of the word, this movie is a no. And I just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to not say anything more. I'm really angry. Can we also give credit to Rachel Adams or Rachel McAdams, who did The Notebook and Mean Girls within the same year? Like, I, I just want to say that. I just, I just want to put that little tidbit out there. She did those two movies in the same freaking year. She was, I mean, Ra- Rachel McAdams yeah. is kind of like James Marsden for me in that she doesn't get enough credit. And the fact that most people recognize her for The Notebook, yeah. it's like, y'all, she is way better mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, I mean, heck, there's a reason she was the love interest to Doctor Strange for a while. Because she is... Oh my god. Yeah. And then the fact that they gave I her just... so many different versions of that same role to play, just... Again, you guys know I love Multiverse of Madness. And it really has helped because Rachel McAdams gets so much to do in that movie. And she does phenomenal. And, oh, uh, yeah. and I mean, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, there is so much to say about that dude. Phenomenal actor. Pretty boy. Just mm-hmm. multi-talented on mm-hmm. every single level. And... This yeah. movie wastes them for, and because their chemistry is so good, it makes it feel like it's romantic. But if I put horror music over it, it suddenly becomes the most awful, mind-bending thriller you've ever seen. <laughs> fair, fair. I will say, I the ending got me. I will say, I also haven't seen it in a couple of years. 
I haven't seen it since before I like really dove deep into the film industry when I was still like a little baby and like every movie is amazing you know but the ending got me on such a level that it's like trauma PTSD I cannot watch that movie again because I just the amount of sobbing I did at the end I, I can't do it I can't and I'm a person who loves tearjerker movies I love movies that make me bawl my eyes out that was too much emotional damage. I literally can never watch that movie again. <laughs> Not gonna happen. He was great. It was beautiful. Mm. Ah, chef's kiss. Anyway, we're gonna keep moving along. So I stopped like almost crying. Have you seen the classic movie Casablanca? Okay, I'm going to become the worst movie buff in the world. I have not seen Casablanca. It's fine, I haven't either. But I've heard it's phenomenal. I really I, I we really need to watch it. You know what? Let's just let's just like have a little movie night and we'll watch it. Deal? Deal. Sounds good. Virtually shake your hand. Virtually Perfect. shaking. I, I just <laughs> saw it. <laughs> that was a big shake. Ew. <laughs> oh my god. Um but yeah, no, I've heard so many good things about it. I just saw it on the list. It's such a quotable movie. And I've just Throughout all my years in the film industry, people have always mentioned Casablanca. Um, there's this one Christmas movie that everyone keeps mentioning, too. That's a classic, but I haven't life. seen yet. Um, yes, it's a wonderful life. I was going to watch it this past year, but I didn't. If you want to talk anyway, about one of the most I've depressing movie. movies with one of the best endings of all time, It's a Wonderful Life is phenomenal. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you were going to say The Girl with the Red Shoes. And I was about to say, no, we do not talk about that movie, Michael. I have that no is clue another what that movie is. PTSD movie. I have no clue what that oh movie is. Oh my God, is, just don't I watch it. To ask. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't. Unless you want to be sobbing again, no. Um, oh, this is a good one. 51st States Aww. with Adam Sandler. I mean, we've talked, we said again, yeah. we love Adam Sandler and him and Drew Barrymore have a chemistry. Yeah. This is my second favorite movie that they did together. The first is still the wedding singer. Really, wedding singer will be my personal the wedding favorite. ringer. Yeah, wedding singer. Uh huh. Yeah, singer. Yeah, sorry, allergies kicked it again. You're good. My, I'm trying to like. Ugh. No, don't worry. I'm in the same boat as you. When it came <laughs> to 51st dates, though, it's just the sweetest idea for a movie yet because him and Drew mm. Barrymore just have a chemistry that just pops off, and. Yeah. Well, I think there's some gross-out scenes in this movie that could have easily been cut and stuff that I was not a fan of, um, like the scene with the elephants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love sure. everything they did with this movie and the story mm-hmm. they decided to tell with it and how there is a little more depth to it. And I think also mm-hmm. a thing that appeals to me is like, it's going to sound weird, when Adam Sandler is playing the unlikable a-hole, he's not fun. So to see him in a movie where he's... But that's his trope. He plays a-holes, and he does it really well. This is a movie where he doesn't really play an a-hole. He really plays just this well-meaning, sweet guy. And the lengths he goes to for Drew Barrymore in this movie is so good. And on top of that, Barrymore gives a much layered performance than I think anyone was expecting to. Because she has to play what's Mm -hmm. actually a pretty challenging role, and she just comes in and is like, watch this. And it's it's mm-hmm. a very sweet movie. I easily could sit down and watch this with my imaginary girlfriend anytime. It would be so awesome. I love how you said imaginary girlfriend. That's hilarious. Ay ay ay. We love that. No, I definitely agree. It's one of the better Adam Sandler films because before this, I'd seen. I think it was like Waterboy. I'd seen. Um, Baby Daddy, I've seen Grown Ups, like I saw all those type of movies of Adam Sandler, and it just was like, okay, like I get it, I know what you're trying to do, and then I saw this movie, and I was like, whoa, okay, that's something completely different, and then it was blended right after that, and I was like, oh, hold up, wait, what's going on, and I just, I love that he can do those funny, silly, asshole character guys, but he can also take a step back and do 51st States. He can also do Blended. like And then take a I bigger just, step back and do something like Uncut Gems. Like, this, oh my God. this man goes from every single area, and he's just this sweet, well-meaning guy. And 
Uh, he is one of my favorite people to go see when he's on tour because he's not only just funny, but he's so cordial, down to earth, and I respect the dude and as a uh, and what he does with movies. They're fun and they're mm-hmm. amazing to watch. And I think Fifty First Dates just it's just a really special story and a very special film. Fair, true, yeah. Um, I'm going to do some quick honorable mentions because I don't think either one of us have seen most of these movies. Honorable. Um, but say anything. Exactly, yeah. Say anything. Classic 80s rom-com. The guy stands on the lawn outside with the boombox. If that's not one honorable of the mention. sweetest and sweetest power scenes of yep. all time, just... It's because mm-hmm. the whole movie is yep. so good, but then they had to throw that in there, and it just... Seriously. Yeah. Freaking yes. Mm-hmm. We got Dear John with Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried. Oh, another tearjerker. I thought it was good. I liked it. I loved it. The Wedding Year with uh, Sarah Hyland and Tyler James Williams. I literally just watched this recently and I absolutely loved it. I loved Tyler James Williams. I've loved him for years. He's another one of those people that I've seen grow up. Sarah Hyland, too, though, actually, with her um, Modern Family show. And it was just really cool to see these two. It wasn't your stereotypical, like, rom-com either. It just kind of, like, it took a different plot. And by the end of the movie, I really did not think that they were going to end up together. Like, I was, like, five minutes towards the end of the movie, and I was like, they're not back together yet? Huh? Wait a second. I am I am confused. Definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix. If you can't tell, I've been watched a whole bunch of stuff. Um, P.S. I Love You with uh, Hilary Swank and Gerard Butler, apparently. That one sounds pretty good. I don't think I've seen it yet. Well, the second Sometimes you mentioned Hilary Swank say. and Gerard Butler in a rom-com together, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. I was about to say, yeah, it's called P.S. I Still Love You, I think. Let me double check. P.S. I Love You. So, yes, maybe. Maybe that's uh, one to add. When we first met with um, Adam Devine, I keep saying his name wrong. Um, But, yeah, no, I loved it. It's on Netflix. Really, really good. It says, all he needs is a second chance to be her first choice. I absolutely loved this movie. It was such a, like throwback movie to kind of like early 2000s when like it was all about like the underdog and like getting the girl and stuff like that I just I really liked it I thought it was great of course who doesn't love Adam Devine it was like right after he got out of his like pitch perfect stage too and it was just mm, chef's kiss under the Tuscany sun with Diana Lane that one looks really cute. It kind of reminds me of like Mama Mima, Mama Mia vibes. Never Been Kiss with Drew Barrymore. Sold. Loved that movie. Loved it. Just what I was talking about, like early 2000 rom-coms eras. Oh, As very, you can tell, good. I Beautiful. totally sit back and watch a lot of romance movies. Oh, God. It's okay. I will convert you. The Princess Diaries. Yes. I mean, yes. classic. Yes. My yes. sister forced me to I watch this one I have not watched the second. Lot. Really? Yep. I haven't watched the second or the third one in so long, but oh my god, that man. Ugh. Any day. Well, and, and uh, the same I can Julia say for Andrews. Anne Hathaway. And also, Anne Hathaway, give oh me goodness. her any day. Like, she was she was not my first celebrity crush. That was Natalie Portman. But Anne Hathaway was definitely uh, up there for a while. Just mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. Julia Andrews. Mm. And seeing Julie her Andrews. in Sound of Music talk mm-hmm. about a woman that is one of the most inspiring things and the fact that back in 1999 she lost her voice after a botched vocal surgery and the Princess Diaries was oh, the shit. first time she sang ever since for that oh. moment because she's lost that high soprano voice and so yeah. she's now a really low alto so for her to do that and I think mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken we'll have to fact check this but I'm Fairly certain Raven Simone said that was her biggest honor of her career was getting to sing with Julie Andrews. Oh, that's really cool. That's sweet. Yeah, no, I just, I absolutely loved seeing her, like growing up and seeing her in her role of Sound of Music, being the nun, the nanny. I just, oh my goodness, that, the Sound of Music has such a, like, place in my heart. It's not even funny because that was the play that made me get, or the movie first and then the play that 
really made me get into musical theater and the stage and stuff like that. So I, it's just a special place in my heart, what honestly. And then to see her in the Princess Diaries. Yeah, Sound of Music. That's yeah. also a romance movie because the relationship she has with Captain mm-hmm. Von Trapp just is, oh my goodness, yes, it's just a pitch perfect uh, performance, and it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. movie. And I also think it has one of the greatest romantic tragedies between uh, Liesel and Rolf. Just mm-hmm. talk about oh yes, talk about a performance and a song that like they have such great chemistry, and then the ending reveal of what he had become, and oh. It yeah. is such a prime example of yeah. why uh, that movie works. And I think just the ending of them climbing over the mountains. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm going to start crying about that. No, no. You want to hear another movie that's going to break your heart? Please do. My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen this. <sighs> oh, my God. It was right in her, like, pretty in pink era. Or a pretty woman. That's what it was. Pretty woman. It was right in that same area, but it's Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz. And oh my god, it's basically Julia Roberts is in love with her best friend that is a a man. And he's getting married to this new woman. And the whole movie she's trying to ruin the wedding. And at the very end she runs up to him. Spoiler alert. Okay, she runs up to him. And she's like, I love you. This is like, I think it's at like the rehearsal dinner or something like that. Or like the day before the wedding. She's like, I love you. You should marry me. And he's like, it's, it's too late for that. Like you, what? You can't, you can't be telling me this now. Like you can't tell me, you can't like just drop this on me right before my wedding. No, like it's, it's not going to happen. And literally like you've been the whole movie waiting for them to get together in the end. And it doesn't happen. And you sit back and you have to like sit with her character as she realizes that one, she's not going to get the man. And two, she's now just ruined, like been the worst friend you could ever possibly be. And she has to live with that guilt now. And then the movie just ends. And it's like, huh, huh, huh. oh shit. Yeah, that movie was a movie I was not prepared for. Huh? The cautionary tale. Yes, it was oh, heartbreaking to say the least. Um, I love yes that one and Pretty Woman, amazing movies. Love them. Recommend them a thousand percent. This movie holds such a place in my heart. So many movies hold such a place in my heart, but this one too. Ten things I hate about you. I just, I love it. There's not a bad thing I could say about this movie. Literally not a bad thing. Nothing. Not a damn thing that I could say that I don't like about this movie. And I think I could watch this movie ten times straight and not get bored. Just in a row. Yep. Mm. Honorable mention right there. The Fault in Our Stars. Talk about uh, okay. That, emotional we know it, damage. The most I didn't this come out when we were in high school? Like this movie came out while we were in high yes. school. I remember yes. just the first. This wasn't the first movie that broke my heart, but it was in every sense of the word a heart wrenching movie. A movie that just yeah. John Green as a writer, like I love John Green, and his ability to do this. And he actually talked about on this TikTok recently about writing this book was that he'd go to the coffee shop, he'd sit at his laptop and be writing and be crying. And he said, and I did that for three months and I'm pretty sure the baristas were like, is he okay? (laughs) Mood. He was probably doing that for Looking for Alaska too. And if any of you have ever read that book, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Heart-wrenching. Oh my God. I love John Green books. I will say that now. Paper Towns was eh. I loved Looking for Alaska, though. That was almost up there with The Fault in Our Stars. It was just... My teachers, a lot of my uh, teachers in high school relied on Crash Course for a lot of things. And I don't think I would have made it through school without Crash Course. So, very much thank you to John Green for that. Mood. Yep. 
Well, we only have, well, we're out of movies now, unfortunately. No, we will not mention the Titanic. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I don't care. No, not even going to acknowledge that I'm starting to think you just don't existence. like James Cameron. I just, uh, I just don't like that. No, I don't. I've never actually sat through the Titanic. It's too long. And y'all know how I feel about long movies. Long, slow movies. I don't like them. I just, I couldn't do it. I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I've heard the story so many times. Why do I want to sit here this whole time just to ball my eyes out at the end? Like, I know what's going to happen. I, no, no. Same thing with The Vow. No, I didn't, nope. Channing Tatum was amazing, but nope, not doing that. Not doing it to myself. Uh-uh. You know, Titanic it's is getting happen. re-released in, in theaters in a couple days. I, okay, is it getting re-released or is it getting an addition, like a whole separate movie on top of it? Nope, it's being because released the trailer on implies theaters. it'll be re-released, so it's the same movie. Yeah, it's the same movie, but in theaters. Okay, because like the trailer kind of implied that like it was twenty years later and like Rose grew up and then Leonardo DiCaprio was like CGI to look how he did back then when they first filmed the movie. No, that's and not then what they're it's doing. like, what would have happened? What? That's not what they're doing. Because James Cameron. Uh, would not I saw allow a trailer that. that was like that. Huh? James Cameron would not allow that. He's too busy making Avatar three, four, five, six. Fair, but no, it's just like that's what it looked like in the trailer. So that's why I was like, oh. I think it's been HD I'll send you enhanced. The trailer. Like it's been HD enhanced. Like they've taken it and they've enhanced it for today. I think yeah. so. I think that's what you're seeing is the HD re-enhancement. I swear, there's a a trailer that literally says, "What if Jack made it?" or something. I'm gonna go look this up right now. May have been a fake trailer. Um, but anyway, our last no, not a fake trailer. Um, our last movie that I want to talk about because I actually think it's a good movie. It's a tearjerker movie. It has Bella Thorne in it. One of the few movies that I actually really liked Bella Thorne in. Ooh, besides. <laughs> Paradise City. It's on Amazon Prime. It has Andy Black from Black Widow Brides in it. Mwah. The last TV series that Cameron uh, Boyce ever did as well before he passed away. Rest in peace, please. Um, yeah, literally, I loved her in that TV series. It's called Paradise City. And the tearjerker movie she did is called The Midnight Sun, I believe. When I tell you my heart was just ripped out of my chest and replaced with black tar. I'm not kidding. Like, that was such a beautiful movie. And I just, there's there's no other words to say about it. It was just beautiful. And I definitely recommend both the movie and the TV show for Valentine's Day. I can say with full confidence, I don't know what it is with me and romance movies. Like, I like romance stories. I like romantic stories. And it's just uh-huh. not, like, the thing I go for. I think my personal opinion is if I'm going to go watch a movie with romance in it, I want there to be more. I want something going on for that story to happen and have weight to it. And yeah, that's why I really appreciate uh, films like... And I even had an idea of, like, back when we were discussing ideas for this, uh, for this episode... I actually even said that one of my favorite romantic movies of all time was The Empire Strikes Back. Because Han and Leia's mm-hmm. story in that movie just... Oh my gosh, that that story will break your heart. These idea, This idea it's two people that are attracted to each other, but they mm-hmm. are too stubborn to admit it until they are boxed in together on this ship. And finally, when they let their guard down and tell each other, I love you, they're ripped apart from one another in just like the most awful way possible. And yeah, say what you will about George Lucas, but that being the idea for the story he did, just that is a brilliant storytelling thing right there. Mm -hmm. And it makes the return, them getting back together in return of the Jedi, all the more satisfying. Yeah. Also, I just found the trailer that I was talking about where they take it as if Rose lived, like what if Jack lived. It's called Titanic 2, Repeating the Past. 
and I just sent it to you. So suck my eh. Let me see. I'm gonna detect this. Okay. I swear to God, wait, if this isn't it, ignore everything I just said. Well, I'm, I'm looking at this right you. now because the yes. thumbnail's fake. What? That's a fake thumbnail. Just watch it, I swear. No, and I, I see this because they have it. this thing in the description that says, um, newest subscriber, blah, 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 blah. Um, newest subscriber here. And yeah, that logo what? at the beginning, that logo at the beginning is not the, uh -huh. is not the logo that they put at the beginning of movie trailers. This is a fake trailer. Matcam? Macam TV, because unlike your regular fan-made trailers, they are rated R for realistic. The focus is to experience of the viewer fresh as if they're watching the real thing. In essence, they're not random clips put together, but a form of art. Oh my god, home of realistic trailers. Dang it! Oh my god, I definitely thought that this was going to be a new movie. Nope. Just watch it all the way through. It looks real. Yeah, no, these guys are really good at making great trailers. I know who you're talking about. They really do spend a lot of time working on it. But I recognize oh. that clip from The Revenant pretty quickly. And from another Kate Winslet movie oh. they did. If I'm not even going to lie, if they did do that, um, like, that idea for Titanic 2, like, what if Jack came back? I low-key probably would have gone to go see it just to see what they would have done with it. I, it kind of I'm going to be honest. I don't, I, want a sec I don't want a sequel to Titanic. I think it ended perfectly. And I think the story is really just around this tragedy that ripped two people apart. It was something way outside their control. And I think that's more right. powerful. And knowing that mm -hmm. she lost her person in this event that shaped so many lives... And how deeply personal yeah. affected it. That's what makes disaster so heart-wrenching. Is you don't really think about it. You see, think of the disaster on the scale that it is. You don't think of the disaster on the yeah. personal scale. And that's something that Titanic does so greatly. So I think a sequel to that movie would actually be more disingenuous. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Ay ay ay. Well. Well, all we can say with that is that we love talking about these movies and we love film and so before we go we want to hear from you hop on over to instagram and tell us what are your favorite romantic movies what are the movies you're going to stream what are the romantic movies that impacted you and what are the romantic movies you just do not like and be sure to join us again on february 15th when teddy and i will talk about everything that is coming out that we are looking forward to but until then that is a wrap. Friends on Film is produced by T.M. Lean, Michael Andrew Dynan, and Flying Phoenix Productions. Written by T.M. Lean and Michael Andrew Dynan. Music is by Jared Walker, and logo is by Corbin Clymer. This is our picks for our favorite Valentine's Day movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is going to be so much fun to edit. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm going to have a blast editing that. <laughs> oh, God. I was cringing the whole time. I hope you know. <laughs> ah, anyway, okay. Anyone can hear me out of context. Good God. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I pray for them. <laughs> anyway, 